0: Hey guys, my name is Tamika Carroll with Mommy Moments. This is a time for us moms where we get a minute to ourselves to relax, to do that extra cleaning, to do that extra writing, to do that self-care. This is our moment to do whatever it is that we want. Moms from all over the world come here to help uplift, motivate, and inspire other moms. We're not here to try to see who can be the perfect mom. We're here to show you the only perfection exists in the way we love our children. There is no such thing as a perfect mom, so we don't need to strive for that. Continue doing you, mom. You are doing amazing. Look at yourself in the mirror. Take your moment and say, I love you. Enjoy mommy moments. And enjoy being a mom. Hey, Miss Joanna. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Fab, fab. It's a pleasure. Great, great. So, we are here today to just share some insight, some love, some upliftment to moms like ourselves, moms out there who are just waiting with a listening ear to hear someone uh, inspire them. Uh-huh. And so we invited you today. I've been looking on your Instagram page and seeing you do so much work when it comes to helping people, women especially, go and grow through trauma and identify different types of trauma. I myself Mm -hmm. didn't even know a lot of stuff that I've been seeing on your page, on your videos, and Mm -hmm. I think you would be so amazing here sharing with us. So thank you again. Thank Thank you. No problem. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from and what is it that you do what i do okay so my name is joanna daniel and
1: i'm a counselor trauma-informed i'm a speak international speaker and i'm an author i live in wales i'm from jamaica though so i like to say that (laughs) i live in wales um with my husband and three children twins that are going to be 15 soon and our last which is 11 I do. So as well as private practice, I have a counseling agency that we employ two other counselors, three now, uh, three soon. And we have, we do retreats and conferences that provides a safe place for people to heal. Uh, so that's what I do. I love writing. So I write lots and lots of blog posts on my website and eBooks and articles for other places as well.
0: Nice. Nice. And you say you have three boys, right? No, two boys and a girl. Oh, two boys and a girl. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So the twins are the boys? No, the twins are boy and a girl. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm, okay. Mm. That's great. And uh, I saw before you have done homeschooling with them or you still do? We still homeschool. Yes, we are homeschooling. family wonderful how is that though i'm I'm new to this homeschooling world how does that work and how do you guys handle that oh.
1: homeschooling is the only option for me even before I was married or I had children I knew that's the option I was gonna take because of some stuff I was learning um mm-hmm. it's it's fun it's challenging it's growing it's and everything in between it's 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 enjoyable it's Uh, what's the word um the word I'm looking for is um the fulfillment is self-fulfilling as well just to see your children grow and become just good human beings (laughs) it's just like and the 15 year olds well the nearly 15 year olds are shaping up to that now and it's just a joy and a pleasure Mm. to watch that happen and also to continue guiding them what I see with homeschooling is I see my role so clearly as the children change and my role as a parent change along with them as we grow, as they grow. So it's, it's a very rewarding journey.
0: Wow. I can just imagine. What advice would you give to a mother? Like if she's thinking of homeschooling, but not sure, uh, basically not sure if she, she herself would be capable or if she has all the right mental sets, basically, because, you know, I'm assuming that you have to be really consistent with this, right?
1: Yeah, you have to be consistent. I mean, I'll say to any mother, any mother at all, you are the best thing for your children. You have everything that they'll ever need. And if you, I always say to parents, if you don't have it, go and get it, go and find it, you know, like find it out, but you will always be the best for your child. I mean, not everybody, er, there's some people who feel like they can't homeschool. Um, they're not patient enough. They don't know. They don't know enough. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't a lot of stuff. But I believe that if you if you want to do it, don't make anything stop you from doing it. I read some research before we started homeschooling, and it was talking about the outcomes for children who um, are homeschooled, even from parents who did not um, graduate high school. The outcome was better. So. Wow you know you are the best thing for your children and the the thing with homeschooling is it it allows them to grow so broad in terms of their thinking and and how Mm. they how they view the world the 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 education is so broad you know so that's that's one of the beautiful things about homeschooling so I'd say don't don't be daunted by anything like there's there is there is um there's nothing that your children need to learn that you can't teach them. I mean, I, I don't do maths. I cannot, I tell myself. <laughs> but I see them doing maths and I can help them because, you know, we have a good curriculum and a good curriculum mm-hmm. gives you guides. And I follow it. But I used to shut my mind off and say, that's it. After they read seven, I can't take them any further. But you realize that you can. <laughs> so. Mm. Oh, so
0: you've always been homeschooling them? Yeah, they've always been from wow Never to yeah wow that's beautiful like I think it's so amazing because I have two boys they are six and nine oh. and I've been thinking of homeschooling for a bit like over a year now and mm. it's it's a scary thing for me because for me like you said I math and I are not friends <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I talk>. yeah. <laughs> and Yeah. And I mean, like for me, consistency has been a a struggle when it comes to a lot of things. And I'm just fearful that, you know, I take them and make that decision to be homeschooling them. And then I I drop the ball somehow by not being consistent. Right. So, right. So that's, it's scary for me. And I'm sure other persons, other moms are Mm. having that same hesitation if they're thinking of homeschooling too.
1: But if you if you want to do it, get a coach to help you. Right. Um, right. And what I find is children love schedule. Children love regularity. Uh, I find that when there's no regularity, that my son don't know what's going on. He wants to know what to do when. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you if you have a schedule, even when you are not following the schedule as strictly as you'd like to, Because the children know the schedule, after a while, what you'll find is that they will just start doing it in the time that it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You understand? And sometimes they'll prompt you. Um, So if you don't trust yourself in terms of following up with a schedule or being consistent, write the schedule out, put it on the wall. Don't make it too rigid, though. Right? Right. Put it on the wall where everybody can see it. Color code it, make it pretty. And so they can go refer to it if you are having a hot off day when it comes to organization they can refer to the schedule and do what needs to be done in that time sure i like that can't tell you how many times that has saved me
0: (laughs) wow i love that and the fact that you know making it pretty it stands out so they will want to look at it yes i love that so as a homeschooling mom as a Counselor who you know you handle a lot of basically heavy thinking, heavy mental work. Do you mm. at any time get overwhelmed with all that's mm. going on, or did you
1: before? Mm. I, I don't get overwhelmed, and, I, and I'll tell you why. It's not because I'm superhuman or wh- woman or anything <laughs> like that. I, I trained as a social worker first, and I remember mm. when I was trained as a social worker, my practice teacher the woman who observed my practice and was making sure I pass or fail. She noticed my, my passion for my work. And she says to me, do not take work home. She said, and Mm -hmm. she said, not only physical work, do not take emotional work home either. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was doing women who were abused. I was working with children who were bullied. It was emotional work. And I remember thinking, Mm -hmm. what does she mean? You know, what was she what did she see in me that told her that I shouldn't? And she helped me understand how to not take work and how to leave work at work. And that has served me all these years. So even now I work from home. When I when I sit where I sit and work, when I'm done, I leave work at that desk and go do something else. So I leave work at work, right? And I leave work in work time and do something else in in the in the next time. If I'm, if I have a client and I need to go straight to the children, so I don't do that. I schedule the children in the morning and work in the evening. So there's no crossover, oh. but if there's a difficult client and I need to go make dinner or help with supper or uh, answer questions from a book or whatever, sometimes I go in the garden and sit for, a to a allow Love. myself to come down. Or mm-hmm. I go for a walk or I listen to music or I do something that brings me back to the space where I can fully focus on the children.
0: So those are the things yeah. that I do. I see. I see. That's helpful. So basically you you have that little reset period. Yes. That, yeah. Right. I love that. Nice. All right. And okay, so during COVID last year or the pandemic, I know that. You know, it affected persons differently, especially different places in the world. How, mm. if at all, did it affect your, your children, basically? Because we know a lot of times they're expecting to be out uh, with homeschooling. I'm not sure how often they, you know, have their friends with them or so. But was it difficult? Was it a hard change during the pandemic or not?
1: Yeah, the pandemic was hard for, for everybody, I suppose. And for us, because we homeschool, we're, we're usually at home and we're blessed to live in a beautiful part of the country where we weren't really locked in. We could, you know, we walk, we went to the beach still, we climb hills, we, we do those things. So we were out in nature, but we didn't see people and that was the hard part. So like my son's an extrovert and he really missed contact with people. He missed his friends. We couldn't go to the clubs that we went to uh we couldn't go to church and he really i remember one day he came to me and said mom when is when when is COVID going to end you know because children expect (laughs) you should know everything right (laughs) and it made me really sad because i couldn't give him a date you know and i could see Mm -hmm. that he was it was a very difficult day for him um So I don't remember what I did at the time, but I know that when they're like that, we need to do an activity, let's go outside, let's go ride a bike, climb a tree, Mm -hmm. climb a hill, Mm -hmm. do something that will, that will use up whatever emotions and feelings that they have at that time, because it will help them to resolve it as opposed to stay inside and become depression, anxiety or something else. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, so it was, it was hard in those, in those, in those ways. And um, yeah, it was really difficult. So as soon as we were able to meet people, we we did, so that it <laughs> were, it became easier, you know, so that they could have their outlet because they needed.
0: Right, that's yeah. true, and children definitely need people around them at some point. Yeah, like other people. Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah, it well, helped we- that halfway through the pandemic, my sister came, and she stayed that's with us for good. three months, as they were wow. sorting some stuff out in the UK. So that really helped because my brother-in-law was here too, and. And their daughter so they had more people than they would have had you know so that 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 hit
0: that helps as well that's definitely good yeah and i know a lot of people are still they're still not fully over the effect of what covid Mm -hmm. did to them last year you know that Um, shock that just not having to be able to go out Uh, mm and there are moms that are You know, a bit worried about their children, wondering if they're doing the right thing, if they bring them out still, or if they should still keep them home apart from school. There are a lot of kids who are doing online schooling. What would you advise, like a mom who is super worried about Mm -hmm. what to do right now? Uh, Like, I, for Mm -hmm. one, I try to trust my instincts while I still keep aware of what's going on, but sure people worry a lot what what could you tell us or advise us to do yeah i mean what i'd say is find safe
1: spaces as adults that you can talk about the worries in out of the earshot of the children cuz they really they learn from us our temperature we our emotions at the temperature for the home so they'll notice and pick up on the fact that you're worried and they'll act it out in behavior they can't say, "Mom, are you worried?" Or you know, they may not understand what they're feeling, but they'll act it out in behavior. So, it's if you're worried, find safe spaces to talk about that worrying, you know, um, and get reassurance from other adults. Find out what other adults are doing because how you deal with it is how they're going to deal with it. They just follow. They just follow what we do. They're le- they're, they're sponges, right? And mm-hmm. and they learn things from us. So if you're calm and settled they'll become and settled too. So you, what I find for adults is go find places where you can offload off, where you can cry, where you can shout, where you can become angry, where you can become mad, where you can talk, complain, where you can do what you need to do. And when you come back to them, you're in a different place so that you can help them with how they feel about it. Because if as adults, we don't deal with how we feel, we can't help the children deal with how they feel. And they need to be able to come to us and say, I am worried there's a picnic are mm-hmm. you going um can we can we do this thing or c- they will just pick up on your worry and not and it would just become internalized so if you're worried as adult it, it's normal to be worried it's a lot going on and it's been going on for a long time so it's really normal that we're going to feel a certain kind of way you know um a certain kind of way about it so um yeah say so talk about it among yourselves as adults out of the So we can talk to them and hear how they feel. And then you'll be be in a different place to be able to deal with
0: it. Sure. Yeah, because you'll have relieved some of that tension and some of that anxiety that you're holding. That's right. So then, yeah, that is so good. I like that. And there is this thing, though, a few of my guests have asked, and I have actually wondered, how do you... Teach your children, or how do you recommend teaching young children discipline or and responsibility? You know, we don't want to be too harsh or give them too too many chores or basically be too hard on them when it comes to discipline. And right. it's it's a touchy subject for a lot of people. But I I would love to know how you recommend that. It is touchy,
1: isn't it? I and again, I'm going to go back to us as adults. We have to always check us like how were you mm-hmm. disciplined um and you need to work through that right, um, right. but also, also this discipline i find that children and i and i learned this from my children and as i grew as a parent i didn't i don't i'm not perfect don't know all the things right so i i, I mm-hmm. watch my children and learn from them a lot plus what i learned from my profession and other people children act out Their behavior is trying to tell us something. And if we learn how to read the behavior, we'll have less need of discipline in the way we see discipline in terms of punitive punishment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So if you make a decision that I'm never, ever going to hit or I'm not going to be punitive in my punishment, so you make that decision, but then you need to carry that decision through. And I find Mm -hmm. if you learn how to read the behavior of each child and understand what are they trying to tell me, because usually when they do something that we deem as um, bad behavior, it is just, it's, sometimes it's confusion, sometimes it's hurt, sometimes it's sadness, it's anger, it's loneliness, it's questions, it's all kinds of stuff. But because they don't have emotional language,
0: right. at a certain
1: stage, they don't know how to tell us. And so they act it out. And for us, it's like, how could you say that? Or why did you do that? Or, you know, but if we just take time, to step back, to breathe, to calm ourselves and look at the behavior. Is it consistent? Is it a one-off? What is going on? What changed recently for for them? What changed recently in our family? What kind of stresses are our family going through? Assess those things and you will have less need for discipline in the way that we see it. Now there are going to be times when you have to, right? Like Mm -hmm um i for me my t- we have teenagers right and they like the phones and social media if i say okay so you need to be off social media by nine o'clock right you're not allowed on after nine and i see that 9 10 o'clock they're still on it and i will give a warning like i said to you you're not allowed you know and i see that 10 30 they're still on hiding the phone or whatever i'm like okay so that's your last <laughs> warning if i warn you again you're losing it tomorrow but that didn't get through i'm like okay so I, I told you right so you're not having it tomorrow okay and and sometimes that can be really devastating because they like to be on social mm-hmm. media that's so, true you know, um and and then that's no behavior that just is them liking what they were doing and decide not to listen mm-hmm. because they couldn't pull themselves away i, I suppose right. i understand that so sometimes you have to have grace as well because you understand that you you do that too
0: yeah, but it's they it,
1: But children love boundaries. You know how I say they like mm-hmm. a schedule and they like to know. They love yeah, to right? be boundary too. They like to know where the limits are. It really is beneficial. I never forget. Early in my counseling training, sorry, practice, I had a gentleman who, very um, intelligent, really good job, really doing well. Early thirties, he came to counseling to process his parents and how they were to him he hated them there were no boundaries they had zero boundaries and he yeah. felt unloved he felt unloved because there were no boundaries that really spoke to me as a young mother at the time mm-hmm. like whoa he felt they didn't wow. love him because he could go out whenever he wanted and he could come back whenever he and <laughs> nobody would ask him where he was or what time he was coming home he could just do yeah. anything and for him that communicated a lack of care mm-hmm. So, you know, children want to know what can I do? and what can't I do? Of course, they're going to push mm-hmm. those boundaries because that's what we do. Sure. <laughs> so then we have to decide what we do now when the boundaries are pushed. How do we maintain the boundaries? How do we help them to lovingly, lovingly uh, obey the boundaries? And um, what are the boundaries? You know, am I doing it out of spite? Am I doing it because it was done to me? Am I doing it because so-and-so is going to be happy or that person who has the perfect children see me well? Why are why do I have these boundaries? So it's really important for you to assess why. Like some, some of my friends and even my sister, their children don't have social media. My children have social media when they were 14. And I'm like, that's a choice we made because mm-hmm. I believe that I want to parent, and parent them from inside. I want to know what's going on in their world. So they will find
0: I think I lost you. Joanna, are you still with me? Hello? me i'm gonna disconnect this one and retry if you're hearing me
1: Uh, sorry about that tamika a a call came in my dad rang and it cut us off
0: no that's okay (laughs) Yeah, you were telling me about your decision to have your kids have uh, social media. Yeah, I
1: was saying that there are people, you know, friends we have, even relatives who don't. But we made a decision that they could have it at 14 because I know that they wanted it. They, they were curious. We had the conversations about safety. And my son said something to me that I said to my father when I was 14. and It was just so scary. <laughs> he said, if i never do it how are you gonna know i can't do it you know Mm -hmm. basically Mm -hmm. trust me and i remember saying something similar to my dad which was really like (laughs) why you know i felt like i was being paid back but (laughs) we 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 did it i have access to to their social medias on my phone i see who they talk to the conversations i can guide them but i wanted to guide them from inside because i Mm -hmm. can stay outside and say this is what it is this is what it is but guiding them from inside at that age, at this stage in their lives, then I felt was important. Now, their 11 or a brother won't, you know. So mm-hmm. I was saying when when you're making your boundaries, assess why, why you're making that boundary. Why is it important for you? Don't just do it because somebody else do it or somebody else felt it's, it's going to be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Or somebody else feels that you're, you should have these boundaries. Do it because... Is something that's important to you and it 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 um it's aligned with your values and the goals that you have for your children i hope that makes sense
0: it does it definitely does because at the end of the day a lot of us unfortunately compare ourselves yeah to other people other parents and we look at how they are parenting and instead of trying to you know, do what it is that we truly want to do or truly think is best for us, we think and say, well, maybe I shouldn't because this person. So that's that's super important. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, there are moms, of course, who we know are worrying that they're not perfect or not good enough for their kids, their children, <clears throat> what advice, what would you tell to a mom who is worrying about not being a good mom or not being Mm. good for her child?
1: You know, I would say I understand. I understand. Um, I suppose as moms, we probably go through those places where we wonder, are we doing enough? Are we right? Are we good enough? Um, And there is a, I think it's called, um, Melanie Klein, I think, wrote about the good enough parent. And so, again, I'm going to say, you know, assess what good enough is for you. Mm -hmm. Because I find sometimes when we go to those places, because we're measuring ourselves by other people and we're coming up short. But if you focus on your home, your children, the goals that you have for your parenting and assess whether or not you're meeting those goals, then, you know, make that be your benchmark. You can see things in other people that you admire things that you attributes that you would like to adopt but don't go home and just it's kind of like if you're changing your diet you're going home and said right that's it we're throwing out all the meat and we're buying lentils you know and everybody don't understand it so assess for yourself like why do i feel not good enough right now what am i doing what are the behaviors that i'm exhibiting what am i doing that makes me feel when i assess my parenting that i'm not good enough And if you see something in the way you are that needs changing, then get help to change that, whether it's through therapy, through a group, you know, um, listening to other people's experiences on this podcast, reading a book. Books are great mentors. You know, if we can't afford therapy, books are amazing mentors where you can find books that help you to deal with that particular thing. But sometimes we can beat ourselves up a lot as mothers. I say you can spell mom G U I L T. We have a lot of guilt and I think it goes with the job. But, you know, look at the faces of your children as well. When you're thinking you're not good enough, look at the faces. Are they happy? Are they content? Look in their eyes. You know, do they seem settled? Do they come? Are they loving and caring? Are they are they kind to each other? Um, Are they kind and respectful to you? Assess it, mm-hmm. assess it based on your circumstances and what you want. Set goals for yourself as a mom and look at that. But well, Usually when we think we're not perfect is because we're measuring ourselves by other people and we're coming up short. So I'd mm-hmm. say remove the measuring stick. You are your measuring stick. If you find that there's an area that you need work in, get help for that area and keep it moving. But you are, your children needs you. They do. Nobody else is good enough, as good for them as you are nobody else i want to share this experience i used to work in children's homes years ago and i never forgot this young man he came in the home when he was about 11 or 12 um because he was not being cared for at home and he had to go into care and i remember the first sunday dinner we served he was so amazing he'd never had anything like that because he was neglected at home right Mm -hmm. um but every night every night before bedtime we had to go find that young man because guess where he went every night back home he went home every night (laughs) as nice as it was as amazing as the food was he wanted to be one place and one place only with his mom despite the fact that she couldn't care for him so our children need us Mm -hmm. be the best you that you can be for yourself and they'll benefit so if there's an area that you feel like you need work in get work in that area but don't ever throw in the towel because they need you.
0: Wow. Thank you. That, that message was clearly delivered. Thank you. And we are, we are coming close to the end of our interview, but Mm. I just want to know if there is anything you want to say to moms listening to this podcast, listening to, you know, this interview, Is there anything that you wanna share or tell them?
1: I wanna say that you're amazing. Being a mom is hard, it's sacrifice, being a parent. And I know that you're, you know, we do it because we love our children or we wanna learn how to love them in ways that they can relate to and accept and understand. And sometimes that's a tough journey because those of lots of us are being mothers who we didn't have our mothers, we didn't have emotional connection, we didn't have, we were neglected, and we're trying to parent. I'm gonna say with a with a handicap that we're having to learn how to do it in a way that is going to be emotionally nourishing and and building security for our children. So, you're if you're parenting under those conditions, you're amazing. Never give up. Never look to the right or the left. Keep your eyes single and focused on your children, your goal, and what you want to achieve for your home and your children and for you. And more than anything, more than anything, build you up, nurture and nourish you because your life being fulfilled, your life being that you can live, you can be passionate about the things that you do and love and excel at, that's such an amazing example for your children more than anything else so look after you too they need to see you looking after you so look after you that's what i'd like to say to moms
0: wow thank you so much for that miss joanna i really appreciate that that this entire interview has been filled with so much knowledge so much insight so much different tips that we can use in our day-to-day parenting and you know it's it's very amazing and inspiring your journey so far. A lot of what you have been saying has been touching me personally. So I am sure that a lot of persons will definitely benefit. And we'd love to find you on Instagram if that's okay. So you can share sure. your name. And of course, I'll tag you in the poll.
1: Okay. My Instagram is Joanna from Wounds the Scars. So that's Joanna from Wounds the Scars. Is my Instagram.
0: Thank you. And do you do? Uh, I know you are a trauma counselor as well. Do you do private coaching, one-on-ones? How can persons reach you if they're interested in your services?
1: Yeah, they can email me at Joanna. Joanna at woundsandscars I have a parenting corner on in um, Telegram. That I'm looking to do more stuff in. So, but they can email me at Joanna from Joanna at Winstascars.com.
0: Awesome. Joanna at com. Not a problem. All right. Thank you so much, Miss Joanna, for joining us. No problem. I appreciate it. Thank you. You are most welcome. And stay safe, stay blessed, and stay amazing. Thank you. <laughs> bye, right. bye, bye. Have a good day. Bye, bye. Remember to check us out on Instagram at mommymoments.bgpl. That's mommymoments. Dot B for brown, G for girl, P for purple, L for lips. Have a good time, mom. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next week. Bye-bye.